0: Please be seated. Amen. Amen. Good to be here with you guys. Thanks for being here today. We get to uh, officially close out this series uh, seven words that could change your life. And as always, I encourage you guys to share with us kind of what God is doing. We are, are here. Uh, we get this great opportunity every week to share with you what God has laid on our hearts. Um, but we really would love to hear what God's laid on your heart. So please interact with us. Uh, you can find us online. You can shoot us Uh, text. You can um, uh, find us on uh, social media and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So We just love to hear what God's doing in your life. Please check back in with us. Now, this is a great opportunity. Uh, Today, uh, I get to have the last word which doesn't happen often for me. So I'm going to take this opportunity and really, really go for it. It's going to be awesome. So uh, before we get there, let me just give a little bit of review. If you remember, seven weeks ago. uh, We jived right into this wonderful series, seven words that could change your life, way back in January. Remember January? It was awesome, wasn't it? Now, let's forget about January. Uh, But here we are at the end of February, and we are excited about what God's going to do through this message today as we spring forward into what God's going to do in this next coming series as we talk about being unafraid, leading us up to this awesome experience where we get to celebrate life in the resurrection of Jesus Christ at Easter. Amen? Amen? And spring will be right around the corner, so at least say amen for that. There we go. All right. Well, let's review just a little bit of where we were seven weeks ago. We put that list up. Um, uh, We started out with thanks. Who here likes the word thanks? You notice we did thanks and then give. It wasn't in uh, not Thanksgiving. It's actually two different words. We started with thanks. And it was really a great message because the power of thanks is when you focus on being grateful for what you have, your world changes. Your outlook changes you're a lot happier. Who here wants some happiness? That is a great key to do that. Embrace thankfulness. If you want to change your life, give, give. Now you love pastors that give messages on give because that means you get to give money, right? Well, it really is more than that. We believe that everything we own is God's that He has given us everything. And so we get the opportunity, the blessing, it is to give back to Him and to others what He has entrusted us with. And when you do that in your life, you conquer things like greed, selfishness, kind of holding back. And I tell you what, your life is so much more attractive when you live life like this instead of like this, okay? Okay? you 're not attractive like this, let me tell you this is not attractive. This is hot, okay? so if you want to be hot, give all right? Uh, wow, we talked about being wow. we talked about knowing living your life in the wonder of what God can do. Now this is so important, not just on Sunday morning, Sunday morning is when we get to kind of put the exclamation point on wow, but wow happens all week long because all of us are created to worship God he. Gains worship and praise by our lives. And we get to go through our normal lives and experience the wow, God, you did that. Or wow, God, you showed up here. Or wow, every morning I wake up, you're there. Wow, wow, wow. And that is a great way to live because it actually resets what you are created to be, it returns you to startup mode and you begin to live in the wow of why God created you. And We talked about help. That was on Super Bowl Sunday, football Sunday, right? The Patriots could use a little bit of help, we said, right? Remember that game? Some of you have blocked that from your brains, didn't you? All right. Well, help is a great experience because all of us have prayed this prayer. It's the most common one-word prayer. Who here has ever prayed the word help? And notice that your voice has got to go up at the end. Help that's when you really, really mean it. But God wants to help us. And in asking him for help, notice that you put your focus on him, that he has the power to help you. Okay? God can help you. And God doesn't just help people who can help themselves. God helps all of us, right? Even if you can't help yourself, especially if you can't help yourself, God helps us. Then we talked about Praying or saying the word yes, saying the word yes to God. When God gives you an option, your response is yes. And we talked about how that combines with this word amen. And we talked about living life inside the amen, living the life saying, when God calls me to step out in faith, when God calls me to live a life for Him, when God calls me to hand my heart and my life and everything I have to Him, my response is yes amen. We talked about no, which is always great to have a message on yes, no, and they said this week should be maybe, but it was no, okay? (laughs) No was, we talked about how if you say yes to everything, you really are saying yes to nothing, right? Because by saying no, you're giving power to your yes. And by saying no to things, it creates margins in your life. It creates breathing space, and this great thing that we experienced that God modeled called Sabbath, rest. Who here can take some rest? Some of you guys need that today. Some of you just need to lay down in that comfy little pew and just snooze it up, all right? Take some rest, all right? No, right? Say no to this sermon. Uh, finally, we get the last word is sorry, and this is the really cool thing is the sorry message for today is so key that it happens in, because this isn't, this isn't something uncommon. All of you have uttered this word, sorry. I guarantee it. Who here has never said sorry? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All of us have uttered this word. Whether we say it well, or whether we're forced to say it, we say this word. And it creates this idea, because sorry gets to this idea that someone was hurt by me. Someone not just hurt me, but I did something wrong. Now, I know this very well in my life, because it seems like I say sorry all the time. So much that I learned I'm terrible at saying sorry. In fact, here's how some of my sorry words go, okay? I'm sorry... I don't know why I just did that. That's a terrible way to say sorry. I know why I just did that, because I'm a rotten person, right? I know very well why I just said, why I did that. Don't lie in the midst of your sorry. Come on, Shane. All right, I say, sorry, you misunderstood me. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you Caused me to do this. Or you are just a terrible person and you bring these things to That's a terrible way to say you're sorry, all right? Right? So here's another one. I'm sorry, but I have this going on right now. Chances are that person doesn't really care that what you have going on, they got hurt. Don't bring your stuff into that situation. That's a bad way to say I'm sorry. I don't know what just happened. Even if that's true. Don't let your ignorance deflate the power of the apology. Those are the what I've learned. And so I, I kind of dived into this message wholeheartedly. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave here this afternoon. I'm going to go to Jordan. I could have just kind of phoned this one home, you know, kind of downloaded a good one from some really good pastor and put my name on it and said, I go. but, I, but, but I, I felt God say, Shane, this one's for you. So I dived in a little bit, and and last week we talked about the the Sermon on the Mount, we talked about Jesus' first real kind of formal sermon that's recorded in Scripture, where he shared kind of his commentary, his exposition on on all the Ten Commandments and the laws, and he was challenging people to live life better than where they were, and that sounds a lot like things that could change your life. So we dive in again to his words, kind of giving us some insight on sorry, and just how serious he takes the brokenness between one another. This is what he says. You've heard it said to people long ago. Tell me if you've heard this before. You shall not murder. Anyone? Okay, good. So you're right here. Okay. And anyone who murders is subject to judgment. Still with me? Okay, good, good. Keep going. But I tell you, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister is subject to judgment. Kind of similar, the same as murder. Anyone who says to a brother or sister, raka, Is answerable to court. Anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. Then he says, therefore, he kind of gives his his closing comment on this, and this is what he says: Therefore, suppose you're offering a gift at the altar. Suppose you're coming to church. Suppose you're ready to praise God or you're ready to listen to a message, but suppose you walk in the doors and you sit in the pew or the seat and you look up at the pastor and you're really getting into it, okay? But then you remember something. You remember that your brother or sister has something against you. You said those words to your wife this morning you realized you hurt her or this week something happens you remember a conversation a situation a circumstance that you messed up in and you hurt someone else jesus says leave your gift leave church get up and go Now, this is very easy for me because I live seriously 100 yards from home. So if I mess someone up, I can go over there fix it and be back by the second service, okay? (laughs) Leave your gift at the front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Come and worship. Come and praise me. Come and give what you intended to give to me in worship, but first be reconciled, say sorry to the person you've let down." Wow, right? that's That's a hard message, and I feel this all the time, to realize that my sorries are tainted with my own pride, that my own walls, my own way of propping myself up and trying to make sure it wasn't that bad. It wasn't too terrible. Let me give you all the reasons why I was okay. I'm saying, I'm sorry. I feel really bad that you got hurt. Yeah, but here's the reason I did it. And chances are, if circumstances repeated themselves, I would do it again. And then I would just say, I'm sorry. What a terrible way to sorry. And then tell you, if that's your sorry, your life will never change. You'll never experience these transformation that we've been talking about for these past seven words. So how do you get there? Let me give you a couple uh, suggestions of how you can live this out, okay? The first thing you can do is this. Say sorry without excuses. Less is more. Say sorry without excuses. Less is more. Chances are, if you want to get better, it's a simple, simple thing. Just say I'm sorry. And then try really hard. Those are the only words you're allowed to say. I am sorry. Or you could just say, sorry. Okay? I am sorry. And then try to say something with your eyes. Try to say something with your facial expressions. Try to say, try to look that person in the eye. Try to to give them a little sympathy and a little empathy and, and feel what they're feeling. Put yourself in their shoes. Take your mind to that place. Give it the consideration that's due. Only, only say sorry. But let your body and your mind and your spirit say, I really, really, really am sorry. Here's another suggestion. When it comes to actions, here's some things that you can talk. I call them reactions because they happen to all start with R-E. Look how simple that is. I'm such a pastor. First thing you can do is say sorry and, and with reactions. The first reaction is reconciliation. And here's what reconciliation says. I'm sorry that I hurt you. Do you see where that puts the blame on? You own it. You don't pass it off on someone. You don't say, I'm sorry but I got a lot going on. I'm sorry that wasn't me, it was the dog. I'm sorry the devil made me do it. No, you own it. And you say, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I let you down. It's on me. It's on me. And that is that first step to reconcile with that person when you own what's yours. You own maybe more than what's yours with the hopes of reconciliation in in mind. Second thing you do is rehabilitation. Let me show you I've changed. Let me show you how I can be different. I know I've said sorry tons of times, but let me tell you, I'm going to change. Next one is restoration. Let me make it up to you. One of the one of the times that I remember is I was a, I was a first time pastor and I was at a church that had a lot of different traditions. One of their traditions was they would do graduation Sunday. I remember to a graduation Sunday where they honor all the graduates, they all come with a cap and gown. They all they're all awesome. Well we had like no teenagers in our church except on graduation Sunday. They'd all come out of the woodwork, right? Like the whole graduating senior class would show up at Alpena Free Methodist Church. So when they all walked in. I'm, I'm totally exaggerating um, because I feel bad about what I did. And uh, they all walked in. They sit in the back pew. They're all wearing all these, these really bright colors. And I don't know it's graduation Sunday. Nobody told me graduation Sunday. How about you tell the pastor that it's graduation Sunday, okay? No one tells me until the morning of, like I am up there giving the announcements. And someone says, oh, by the way, it's graduation Sunday. And I'm like, well, I don't got time for graduation Sunday. I got sermons to preach. And oh, man, I hurt them. All of them walked out of the church, probably. Maybe I'm taking more weight on me. I don't know. Probably for the last time they'd ever walk into church. My heart broke. I had one of the, the old saints of the church come up to me and say, How dare you? And I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm breaking it. And I was like, Well, how about we do it next week? Do we do it next week? I will do graduations and let me try to make this up to you. Let me do something. What can I do to make this up to you? Do you see the power of that? You see what that communicates? You see how that moves you away from your resistance and your own pride? The last thing you have to do is call what I call reception. Now, this is very important to understand because it really isn't on you at all it's about the other person's response. Now, my family, uh, my wife's family really, really has modeled this in her and their lives. They really understand the dynamics between the person who hurt and the person who got hurt, and both of them have a responsibility. If you ask my... my. Um, my uh, uh, my wife's family, about my wife, she'll say that as she was growing up, she wasn't the saint that you all know her is now. Okay? In fact, there are some towns, they say there's one town that won't let Mary Faith, that was her name, she was like, won't let Mary Faith back in that town. So uh, she's shaking her head right over there. I love you, babe. <laughs> and it's true, though. It's very true. And so uh, one of the things that she would do is she would hurt her brother, and her brother would hurt her back, and then her mom and dad would gather them together, and they would say, okay, Mary Faith, um, you got to apologize. And she would say, I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm sorry for throwing, what is it, hit your brother in the head with a bat? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I'm sorry for (laughs) doing wonderful things to you like that. And then the person over here would have to do something. They would say, okay, Garrett, it's her brother. Matt, it's her brother. Beth, that's her sister. You need to say I forgive you. And it was modeled with them very early that both of those are important in this relationship. Because here's what happens, okay? And you guys have experienced this with God, and you've experienced this with other people. Because anytime you do something wrong, there begins to be a divide, almost like a wall is built between you. And that wall is sin. Now, the great thing is to know is that Jesus, who we offended in God, through Jesus, destroys that wall, Okay? He accepts us no matter what. When we say we're sorry, he just says, "Come on." No wall here. Jesus beat all of that. But other people aren't as gracious as Jesus. You aren't as gracious as Jesus. I'm not as gracious as Jesus. So here's what happens is we hurt someone and there's a wall gets built. And when we apologize, when we apologize in the right way, we take those bricks out. And we try our best to destroy that wall. Now, the person on the other side of here also has an opportunity. When they say, I forgive you, I cancel that debt that you did before me, I begin to forgive you, they're taking their wall down too. And when that happens, that's where true reconciliation happens. Now, the hard part is, and this is where you feel pain, is in that moment, you can't do anything to that other person on the other side. Only they can control their bricks. But you do what you can with the hopes that you might urge them towards their opportunity to forgive. See how that works? And you guys have experienced that. You guys know this pain. You know that separation between them. You know how some of you have a really high wall. That wall's been there for years. That wall is entrenched. But it starts... With your humility, a little brick, I'm sorry, maybe embrace one of these. In fact, let me give you some other ways. Here's some model ways. This is going to be uh, on the Facebook page um, this afternoon, um, so you can catch it, or if you want to write them down now. Here's some fresh ways to say I'm sorry, okay? New things that you can take today and try these out. Um, maybe you want to turn to your, to your spouse right now. Let me look at some of your faces. Yep, some of you need this. Yep, this is going to be good for you. All right, so um, you deserve a medal just living with me. Okay? You're way too valuable to treat like this. I was so wrong to say those things to you. I'm going to let my actions say that I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I know why I did that, and I was wrong. It is my fault. I take 100% responsibility for how bad that conversation went. This is my issue. and something I need to work on. This is a character defect in me, and I will ask God, to Help me! Wow, this is some good stuff right there, huh? So I really hope that you unlock this power of sorry. And if you've got some some stories you'd like to share, go ahead and share those online. We'd love to hear what God's doing in you know, us. Here's how we're going to close. The band's going to come up. Every week we uh, we get a uh, a report. We kind of it. Sometimes it's a verbal thing, and sometimes it's a written thing, and. And basically, it's kind of like a report of how Sunday went from your side of things. And we try to, to, to understand who you are, what you're going through. Sometimes we picture your faces. Sometimes we friend you on Facebook. If you get a wild, crazy friend uh, response on Facebook, no, we've not been hacked. We actually want to be your friend. And, and we're trying to learn what God's doing in your life. And we then use that as a guide for us to pray for you. Some of you, we meet once and we love you and we pray for you. Some of you, we've known many, many times. Some of you, we've had to work through some of these things with you. And we still love you and we still pray for you. Because we know that God is at work in this. So this week, the report came. This week, we started to share who was there. We started to talk about this Sunday, this time, this moment. Go ahead and play, guys. And in that moment, uh, here's the heart behind it, okay? Here's what we started to pray over you. Here's how we started to engage with your spirit Hoping that the Holy Spirit would do far more than we can think and imagine in your life. We pictured you. We saw you. We named some of you. Let's put, that, put that list up. So we thought in that moment we felt God say, Some of us need to have our words empowered. Some of us need to learn how to say thanks, give, wow, help, yes, no, sorry, yes. But some of those people, we we thought of this moment where you could come, take one of those words, one of those seven, and hand it to God. Take one of those words and in kind of this symbolic moment. Uh, Maybe you have to write it down and set it on the altar or actually look at it and pray it to God. Whatever you want to do, you take one of those words and you, you hand it to Him. Word and transform it. And give it some power. And give it some oath. And give it something that actually makes a difference. So about a year and a half ago, I went to Jordan. And at part of the part of the part of the uh, responsibilities, one of the benefits of going is you get to be the guest pastor. And so they invited me to speak at one of these places, and they all speak Arabic. And it's it's, a, it's kind of difficult, honestly, to preach and then have to wait for translation. And then you kind of build a little bit of a rhythm, but then it's like you realize, you know what, I can say whatever I want, and this guy's just going to make me sound good, right? So well, you just kind of say what you want. You kind of go from your heart, and you, can, you kind of go with it. And then as I'm, I'm looking out to this congregation, to these people who, who God loves and cares for, right? God's doing something in their lives, just like your life. And and as I looked out on there, I could see that when the translation came, they would respond. Yes. Yes. Good, good. Some of them would laugh. And then as I started to go with it, I realized that their reactions were actually happening before the translation. Like my words, the spirit hit them before my words did. God was doing something. That's what I said. Now, then afterwards, we had an altar call. In just a moment, we're going to do something similar. We invited people to come up for prayer. And so the pastor did the altar call, I didn't have to do it. He invited people to come up, and man, people came. People came. And he turns to me and he says, Pray for that person. but I, I guess God does. I'll pray. I'll pray. Now, it was a lady, and in that culture, you're not supposed to touch a lady. You're supposed to, to kind of be around them. So I wasn't going to lay hands on her or anything. I just kind of brought my hands, kind of hovered them around her. And in that moment, I'm like, God, what do I say? Because it doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter what I say. My words matter. So I, I just, I, in the moment, I prayed, God, give me the words. I just started praying. I just went for it. I just kind of let my pride and my those barriers that I hold back on, just let them go for a second. Just say, God, just, just fill me. Give me the words. Whatever words come into my brain, I'm going to speak them. It might not go well, but I'm going to try this. So I started to pray. And I started to pray for her and I started to pray. And next thing you know, this is weird, guys. This is weird. Next thing you know, I'm praying for her and I'm not speaking English anymore. And I stop. Because I think, that's not English. That must be weird. I don't know what I'm saying. But then I realized that God has the power to take my words and do whatever He wants with them. Whatever He wants. So I stopped, I pulled back, and I just let it rip. And I just started praying. And the words that were coming out of my mouth sounded something like Arabic, but I had no idea. And I prayed for her. I prayed that her life would be changed. Those were the words that I was thinking. But the words that came out of my mouth were something different because God had sanctified my words, had had taken them and given them power that I could never do on my own. She got up. Now, this is very, very cool. She got up and gave me a hug. She broke tons of culture. Her husband's probably mad at me. She gave me a hug because she heard something from God when I prayed. My words were transformed in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I invite you come to the altar. We've got plenty of space. If not, we'll fill the first pews that no one sits in. And if you want an altar right there at your seat, I think it's just as good. But take a moment. Pick one of those words. Hand it to Him. Give it to Him. Let Him work His miraculous power on it. And then I know He'll give it back to you. Transform, and it will change. So, let's come to the altar.